0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast Hello all Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Paul Howarth, or Grubby, as is known, yep. in the <laughs> guerrilla Lovers. the word, uh, I think, between me and Mog, we invented this word. So, yep. hello, Grubby. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Ajit. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here.
0: You know, I never asked you I could if I could call you Grubby, but I've been calling you that ever since. Oh, I,
1: sure, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, if you if you've listened to Gorilla, which I know you I know you have, um, then <laughs> that's sort of how I'm broadly known. My mum may prefer to call me Paul, but you can call me Grubby, call me Paul, whatever you like. Really, I'm not fussy.
0: Where did the word grubby come from? Or is it a too embarrassing a story to repeat?
1: Well, it is quite an embarrassing story. And every time I tell it, my family sort of cringe. Um, let's just say it was, uh, you can find this if you go back in the archives on Gorilla, because I've told it many times. Mm. Um, but it was a rather unedifying um, moment in my student career uh, that resulted in the person who was then sitting next to me, uh, calling me grubby, and and the name stuck.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'll, say those, no, I'll say no more. Those things happen. I mean, some of us... Yeah. I mean, this is one of the more uh, reasonable names you can live through in the adulthood to sort of be called that. I've had a couple of friends whose names cannot be repeated in polite company. Right. Uh, That's what they were called. But these things happen. Yeah. So, all right.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Let's kick it off by asking you about when did the cricket bug bite you and what's kept you in the cricket world?
1: Oh, wow. Well, uh, I was, I was quite young, I suppose. Um, I was probably about eight years old when, when I really remember if I think back, um, being bitten by the bug, as you say. So I remember I used to live in a, a rural part of, uh, of the UK in, in Devon in the Southwest of England. And we had a little sloping village green up the road from where we used to live. And I remember there was a game of of tennis ball cricket going on with some, some bigger kids. Uh, But I was, I was, you know, I was allowed to field or something, I think Uh, Mm. a really sloping kind of pitch. If you can imagine almost like a 45 degree angle. So the person batting was batting at the lower end and they'd have to hit uphill as as it were. And I'm, I'm at sort of mid on, Anyway, this kid clouted it over my head and I, I remember turning and I ran back and dived and miraculously caught it one-handed. And I think my dad had just come up to the green to pick me up for my dinner. And so all these big kids were going, my God, what an amazing catch. And so I just remember that, that happening and thinking, no, oh, this is quite a fun game. And, um, and not long after that, it would have been the summer of 1981 which, as you'll know, is a pretty um, momentous year for for English cricket. It was the the year of what became known as Botham's Ashes. And I remember Mm. really getting into it at that point. So at one point when Botham was in that famous innings at Headingley, I think I was out playing. I don't think I was even watching it on the telly when it was on BBC back in those days. And my dad had driven home from work. And I think I knew what the score was earlier. But then I was outside in the garden playing. And when he got home, he had the cricket on the radio. And I remember saying you know, what's happened with both of them. He said, he's still batting. And uh, aged eight or nine or whatever I was. And I, I said, bloody hell, like that. And <laughs> I, got, I, I got away with it because it was miraculous. And so all of that was, was some of the, my formative cricketing memories. And I've been hooked ever since. It's the best game in the world. Um, yeah. And uh, I love it as much today as, as ever I did.
0: Interesting. Um, well, it is the best game in the world. But mm. do you love all forms of it as well?
1: I, I, I do love all forms of it. I mean, I... I Listen, not because of my age, I don't think, although perhaps um, people who have a bit more cricket experience under their belt tend to focus on more the longer form of the game. And I still think that that test match cricket is definitely the best game in the world. It's just, you know, it's five days of intrigue and story and swinging back and forth. And when you get some finishes, like we've been lucky enough to see in in the recent Ashes this year, um, I just think there's nothing in the world to, to beat that. So, so test cricket is still very much the pinnacle for me, as I think it is for most players when you, when you talk to them. Um, not that I mm. put myself in the same category as them, of course. But um, So, yeah, test cricket, for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I love all forms of it. I mean, I, 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 I do think that um, there's probably a, an over-proliferation of the shorter form of the game. Uh, we've got 100 now, obviously, in, in uh, the UK, which has caused... I mean, I don't mind the, the game, the 100. I, I don't like what it's done to English cricket and its mm. divisive nature. But um, that'll be covered more elsewhere, I'm sure. Uh, T20s, I quite like as a game. It gets some very exciting games. But I find it not very memorable. You know, We uh, on Gorilla, for example, we, in the past, or, or still now, we will cover quite a lot of the IPL. And I've mm-hmm. done lots and lots of IPL games. And I struggle the following day to remember who played who, which players play for which franchises. Um, it, whereas an amazing test match will tend to stay in my memory a lot longer. So um, yes, I love all forms of the game, but test match cricket is definitely where it's at for me. It's where my, my heart lies, I suppose.
0: Absolutely. Look, for me as well, as far as i am concerned it's simply the depth one gets in a test match game yeah uh, back and forth right mm. so but well the 100 has its place according to me and what is done from divisive perspective well we'll get to it if we have the time today <laughs> okay
1: yeah as i say Start. that's that, that's been covered in many other areas uh, we can talk about it if you wish um all, all i'd say is i think it's unfortunate that it has caused such a a, a divide in the cricket community mm. um and it, uh, unfortunately the way that we tend to um debate the issues of, of many kinds uh, these days is in quite a uh, disrespectful way it's kind of you know you're either with me or you're not and if you're not with me then i'll call you all sorts of names and there's mm. very little kind of coming together and i just think that the the hundred has has done that for for cricket in in this country uh, and it sort of saddens me a bit to see on both sides um uh, how, how people enter into that debate the game itself though is fine i quite like it in the same way mm. that i quite like t20
0: fair enough yeah you, you it could be that it's a product of the age Yep. Uh, people are far more easily influenced, but also sure of their opinions. But yes. also because T20 didn't face the same kind of vilification as the hundred has. I mean, yeah, it's probably bringing a few things that are required by the game at this stage. You know, an IPL game can go on, one innings of an IPL can go on as much as two hundred innings and so, so answer anyway, apart from the jokes yeah i think that i think that is a, that is, a, that is a, that's a that's a definite issue
1: when we cover on guerrilla we cover uh, an ipl game you know when it when when t 20 started you think you're in and out 3 hours it's done mm. It's not, it's not uncommon now for an IPL game to last four-plus hours. And it gets to that, and you think, come on, you know. And I know a lot of it's to do... I mean, listen, my professional career, I've worked a lot in advertising and, and similar sort of industry, so I, I get it. Mm. Um, but a lot of it is seems to be driven by sponsorships and advertising and strategic, say, at timeouts and stuff. But none of that, I think, makes what you're watching more accessible. It does the reverse, in fact. You know, one of the things that you can level up test cricket is they spend far too long not playing cricket, mm. you know, slow over rates and all the rest of yeah. it. Um, but when when you see a T20 where um, it's almost a, a team conflag between each ball particularly towards the end of an innings and then it drags and it drags then you've got a strategic timeout then you've got an advertising break then you've got this that, and the next thing that's not going to bring new people in I don't think mm-hmm. it, it, having, having that but it's got to be quick and fast and you know one, one thing that the, the 100 actually has, has done more successfully it started to penalize teams when you don't bowl your overs in time you've got to bring an extra uh, fielder into the ring for example that's pretty good um, but yeah it's definitely something that the IPL in particular I think would need to uh, address moving forward
0: Fair enough yeah, makes a lot of sense but will there is another question now. Um, yeah. Coming to the games. Yeah, yeah. Coming to the games that just happened. Yeah. Right? Mm. So the two games that we would like to cover. Well, there are a couple more, but the two that we would like to cover at some depth is the India's mm. last two games on the tour of West Indies, mm. where, well, surprisingly, it was not. It was the one format I would say where India could have been caught off guard or caught by the yeah. West Indies. And they they were duly caught and look West Indies yeah. were without many of their biggest stars even in the ODIs. Yeah. so in this case when you look at um, first of all does the result surprise you let's start right there 3-2 to West Indies
1: yeah um, I mean like like many uh, neutrals I suppose when looking at a series like this I think um, I, I always want West Indies to, to do well um, you know I grew up in an era where West Indies were the preeminent force in the world game um, and I remember watching sides including Viv Richards and Malcolm Marshall and Curtly mm. Ambrose and Courtney Walsh and Jeff Dujon and Haynes and Greenwich and all these superstars of the game. Clive mm. Lloyd being captain, you know, they were just awesome to watch. Um, and I know it's been sort of discussed to death about the sort of perceived demise of cricket in in the Caribbean Mm. um, certainly versus what it was 40 years ago. Um, And, and I know lots of, lots of my cricketing pals are, are big West Indies fans. I'm part of one group where the, you know Roland butcher is is one of the uh, one of the members of the group he's um he was mm. originally from the Caribbean and played uh, a game or two for england right um, and so there's there's a lot of love for West indies there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, strong feeling towards the west indies from from lots of my uh, cricketing um, friends and uh, and that sort of rubs off and I, I do want West Indies to do well I, I'd much rather have that ra- rather than concentrate all of the talent all of the power if you like into say England. Australia, uh, India, which is another debate. So I want West Indies to do well. So hmm. so as a neutral, I, I was kind of quite pleased. The, the other thing that comes with that is that um, quite often I, f- I find when uh, sort of receiving information from uh, fans of West Indies cricket, there's a lot of sort of gnashing of teeth and, and hand wringing and, oh God, it's all terrible and, you know, whoever's in charge is doing a terrible job and uh, the players aren't looked after and then certain other players don't want to play. You know, and it always seems to be in complete terms oil which mm. i suppose has it's again as a casual observer has its own sort of entertainment a sort of dark uh, entertainment for for people like me who, who don't really have a vested interest other than kind of a, a a broad desire to see West Indies do well so anyway with all that all that sort of noise going on mm. and i heard this during the series that oh god you know this it's not working and this it's it's not, it's not happening again so i was sort of pleasantly surprised that West Indies came out on top in a way um and it was a close series it was three two as you've said there um those last two games I, mean, I guess you want to talk about them both individually but mm. uh and, and also both played in um lauder hill in florida it's about 25 miles from miami i think lauder yes. hill yes so t- taking it to the u.s mainland the ghost of alan stanford you know uh-huh. <laughs> from all those years ago mm. um but again that's that's a good thing to to spread the global game to different parts of the world and the u.s is a, as we know is a massively untapped market
0: well so beginning yeah, yeah think- no exactly
1: there's there's pockets, there's pockets there. And um, so it's, 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 good to, to see, I suppose. Um, and th- there are always opportunities for, uh, for players. And I'm, I'm sure. Um, so if we look at who did well, Romario Shepard did well in the last game uh, taking mm-hmm. four for 31. Um, I was pleased on on India I just must I, I always when I see his name on the team sheet I always get a little flutter so um Kuldeep Yadav might be he might be my favorite bowler to watch <laughs> so it's, to see him I just love you know the, the left arm wrist spin and that and his his other one his of uh, the left arm googly if you want to call it that mm-hmm. um, that goes across the right hander and takes the outside edge I just think it's an absolute thing of beauty I watch him bowl all day so it's nice to see him um, doing some good things as well um, but yeah you know tight series um i guess when when india squared it 2-2 two, two in the fourth one uh, west indies would have been fearing the worst but uh, credit to them they came back and um i did like the, the, the quote one of the quotes that i read in the uh, espn Um, The the Crick Info um, write-up of the fifth game, they Mm -hmm. said they lost Kyle Mayers early, but it just spurred them to go harder in drizzly conditions. You know, at at Guerrilla Cricket, there's been lots of chat about going harder Mm. with the England uh, test team in particular, playing the way that they are at the moment. Go harder has become a bit of of a, a motto. So I was quite amused to see that written down. And they did go harder. Um, you know, Brandon King and, and uh, Nicholas Puron put on 107 in 72 balls that basically yes. won on that game yeah. with two overs to spare. Um, and I think it looks like they won it by hitting a six as well. So did it in some style. Um, yeah, I mean... I, that that may be uh, that may seem unfair and like I'm anti-India. I'm not at all. I just I, I, you know I just want West Indies to to be as good as they can be, and it always heartens me uh, to see them do it. And it's quite and sometimes they do it against England as well, <laughs> which obviously I have mixed feelings about. But yeah, um, looked like quite an exciting series, and uh, yeah, nice to see some some new blood coming through and
0: uh, and some good contests for India. The fourth game they had to win to stay in the uh, mm. you know the series, and they did. And their yeah. top two the openers really did the job as far as they were concerned i mean first of all it was not going to be that easy a chase if you thought about it you know but then yeah. they were good enough to simply you know wrap it up pretty easy and then you yeah, think... that was um
1: hmm. that was a, a joint uh, the joint highest record uh a par- opening partnership in a, in a t20 for india i think wasn't it correct between between jacewell and, and gill yes yeah. Which is pretty amazing, 165 equ- uh, equaling Rohit Sharma and kale Rahul's record, I think. So yeah, I mean, it's it's great, and that's the other thing. If if you like cricket, which we obviously we both do, and, and all your listeners will as well, you you can get a bit sort of nerdy and obsessed about the statistics that go with it. So anything, oh, there's a record, you know, you get a little flutter of excitement. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: yeah, that, that was uh, that 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 sort of interested me as well. Yeah, 165. Look, you would think, right? I mean, the same team that was able to chase. 179 without much ado. I mean, it's Mm. the way they began, I suppose, right? Both of these Mm. playing at a strike rate of 160. And then really nobody else was required. But then just to, you know, highlight, it was Kuldeep Yadav and Chahal together, right? Sort of, they did the job in the middle. I think Chahal went for a few at the end, but um, Kuldeep still finished with very respectable scores. So, I mean... Yeah. West Indies would actually feel confident enough to take the game. Because between Shai Hope and Shimron Hattmeyer, they had done enough, you would think. But then this mm. was a different pitch. I mean, 179 in Guyana would have been like 20 runs above par. But then in, yeah. in, in this uh, Fort Lauderdale, you're thinking, okay, this is still a chance. And India went around and did that quite comfortably. But then come the decider, they falter. They bat first right the same yeah. two openers can't get going even though Sule- Sure yadav played a blinder once again i mean yeah. you would think it's fast enough he can always play faster but that was good enough right yeah, for me is well, the- by the way yeah of course like mm. for me the biggest problem is between samson pandya and to an right. extent akshar patel right
1: mm. they
0: really couldn't get going so you know yeah. those 28 uh, 9 37 balls yielded you know just 35 runs 38 runs even so yeah. that is a big problem and when you're losing wickets like that if
1: you look at the the, the losers in both those games uh, so west indies were 178 for 8 in that fourth uh, game of the series and then india 165 for 9 in the decider um, you know it's it's interesting isn't it because cuz I, I always think actually in t20s that bowlers should be primarily um, marked up for, for their economy rate as opposed to how many wickets they take or, or their average per wicket
0: hmm. um, but,
1: but clearly if you're taking wickets it's more likely you're going to be um, restricting
0: the opposition in terms of scoring rate as well and and that seems to have been the difference in these two games look when they bowled Romario Shepard first of all he was having a not the best of time but then hmm. he came good in the most relevant game the decider yeah. he took four for 31 that's very decent yeah. it's a very decent uh, you know result but then um, i thought a lot of good work Roston chase the off break bowler and of course akil hussain so yeah. you see that he sort of sets the uh, sets the pace for west indies whenever they bowl first akil hussain yeah. the spinner so yeah, i yeah. thought the spinners actually won the game for west indies Well,
1: spin- spinners are so important in in all of the in all forms of cricket really but but possibly even more so in in the shortest forms of the game, be that hundred or t twenty, um, and uh, and actually you, know, you mentioned Ross Chase there. I think he's he's quite underrated. I think I mean he's he's I think he's actually a, a genuine all rounder, mm. um, and he can be quite true. He gets that overspin and bounce when he bowls. He he bowls you know he's relatively tall as well, um, and and that is not always easy to to score off. Um, and then you mentioned previously uh, Kulip, um and um, and Chahal operating together. And again, I've already told you how much I love watching deep bowl, and, and when he bowls in tandem with with Chahal as well, you know, it's it's kind of it's wizardry to watch. I love it, um, and it's really difficult for for batsmen. For uh, and, and actually, you know, I, I know a lot of the perceived entertainment in t20 and, and, and now with 100 as well is just watching people smack it out of the park but i think whatever form of the game you're watching you do want that contest don't you between bat and ball you don't just want to see that you want to see bowlers yeah. in the game as well mm-hmm. so and and you know uh, a a 130 versus 130 game can be just as exciting as a 220 plays 220 you know Absolutely. um in fact i i would argue that it's probably uh, preferable to have uh, something more akin to 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 a lower scoring game. Scoring. I would back you there. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, when it came back, when you came back to this game, I think Brandon King was the real difference because mm. he batted at a strike rate of 150 throughout. So towards yeah. the end, he accelerated. So I remember watching after Puran got out. So Puran was playing more or less Surya Kumar's innings, right? Yeah. The real difference was Brandon King's innings, and he himself had not done much of note, frankly. Yeah. So you always have hope who's sort of never out of form more or less in a limited overs game. Again, in this game, by the way, Kuldeep Yadav, 4 overs, 18, no wicket, but 4 yeah. overs, 18. I think they played yeah. him out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A- and, uh, but Brandon King waited, waited, bided his time. I think Pandya was attacked when he came back. Arshadip yeah. was never allowed much leeway. And then, this was the main deal, right? He kept uh, yeah. Akshar Patel back until the very back end of Phoenix. And then, Jaiswal bowled him over. I don't know what was going on, but... <laughs> I think that was very nearly when the game was done, but you see the spinners really won the won the game because Yashvinder Chahal was targeted for 51 in four hours. Yeah. Tilak Verma, then he had to go to his sort of part-time spinners. Tilak Verma, just, Aksar Patel did not get to bowl earlier on. And then it's almost like Aksar Patel doesn't have uh, skipper Pandya's confidence. Is that a potential possibility?
1: Well, I mean, he's he's a player who I was first aware of in in the IPL when we were covering it on Gorilla, and I thought, wow, he's he's another talent. I mean, India just produces so much uh, talent. The, the conveyor belt of talent um, from Indian cricket is is frightening, really. So I'm just looking at the scoreboard now, and yeah, eight bowlers were used, and an was was the penultimate bowler to be to be used. Yeah, you're right, Jaiswal bowler, mystifying uh, over at the end there as well. But um, mm. I mean, if, if that is if that is the case. Um, that uh, that he doesn't uh, that Patel doesn't doesn't enjoy his, his uh, captain's confidence, then then that is a is a real problem. Um, it becomes untenable, really. In fact, if I'd liken it to uh, one of the English spinners, Jack Leach, who, who unfortunately for him was injured before the Ashes this year, prior to Stokes being appointed captain. So when Joe Root was still captain, it yeah. felt a bit like he wasn't really trusted. So, you know, he'd come into the attack in a test match, a different format, you know, right. and immediately the field gets spread. And it's like, we just want, we want you to do a containing job. We're not going to give you the opportunity to take wickets, you know. And all these things are signals to a bowler to go, mm-hmm. well, hang on a minute. I mean, aren't I here to take wickets? You know, you have right. me in the side to do this. So, but I don't, I don't know if, if something similar is going on with um, actually It does seem weird that you've got him in the side and yet you don't bowl him until, well, you know, fourth or fifth change. Um,
0: yeah. It for does me... Odd. No, for me, he would be the linchpin of a defense. Yeah. Four overs, like what Akhil Hussain did, right? Four overs on the trot, say between over number seven, six, seven, and then right through to 13, control that period with his accurate darts, right? Yeah. Or you can even open with him, but that's another discussion. So I think Pandya, the captain, is sort of trying a few things out, sort of getting into his own comfort zone. Yeah. But then... Also, Pandya, the batsman, is not turning up, right? So, Pandya, the batsman, took 18 balls for 14 in what I thought was a very crucial point in the innings where another 10 runs could have made a huge difference. Yeah. Simply to the confidence of the Indian bowlers. Nothing else. Yeah. Right?
1: And it's, it's maybe another example of, you, know, you don't always have to give the captaincy to your perceived best player. Mm. You know, Hardik Pandya is a wildly talented cricketer. Um, I would be tempted... I, I don't know him. Obviously, I don't know him, but he strikes me as a sort of character.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I I don't know how natural of a captain
0: he is. Oh, he yep. he is a good yeah, you... skipper. He yeah. led uh, Gujarat Titans to their first season yeah. victory in IPL. So I think he yeah. has some proven credentials. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 that's listen. That, that's that's a feather in the cap. Of course, it is. Um, but if, if you've got someone like Axel Patel in your side and you're and you're not managing him in a in a in a, a well, why why do you have him in your side? And then you don't bowl him until right towards the end. I, that would be a, mm-hmm. a question I would ask. But look, I, haven't, I haven't seen enough of, of Pandya as a captain to to draw those conclusions. All I'm saying is, and, and I think lots of teams fall into this when when a when a when, a, when an established skipper steps aside or, or there's an opportunity, you think, right, who's our best player? We give it to that person. That's not always the right thing to do. You want to pick your best captain, you know, in the yeah. same way that you want to pick your best wicket keeper, your best o- opening batters, or whatever it is absolutely Um, it it can be a specialist position obviously you need to justify your your place in the side as well but um yeah i i i I do find that particular um that particular point a bit mystifying i have to say
0: no you're right look um he is one of the better players in the t20 lineup when he's on full song but yeah also he's a utility player he would be one of the first names on a t20 team sheet i think yeah so there are two schools of thought. One, you say, first you pick 11 and then you pick a captain out of it, rather than pick a captain and then build a team around it. So there are multiple ways of looking at it. But to be looking at it just black and white, I'm thinking him as a captain, he did a lot of things right previously. Yeah. Right? At home, though. But then now he's touring away. I think there's also some learning to be had. Yeah. But then his his handling of resources has always been a bit baffling. And that's something I think he can improve. Right? Yep. Also, I have a feeling India were sort of in full experimental mode with the World Cup in mind.
1: Yeah, and that's fair enough as well. Yeah, you, you look at different options and, and if you're, you're treating it almost as a, not a training exercise because every game is there to be won, but uh, a place where you've got a bit more leeway, I suppose, to try those different options. And maybe that is an explanation for you wanting to have a look at those, those other bowlers ahead of AXA. Maybe he thinks he knows what he's going to get with AXA and therefore he doesn't need to pitch him in in those crucial overs. I don't know. We I mean we're 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 projecting, we're we're using conjecture and whatever. Mm. But I mean you mentioned you mentioned before Ajit as well that um Axa can bowl, start of the innings, tricky middle overs, even think. bowl the death of whatever you know. Um, some spinners don't like bowling, don't like opening. I mean, I, I really love opening. So again, if I if mm. I think about um, England's one day side or T20 sub and you've got someone like Jason Roy and, and Johnny Bairstow, I would always, always, always as the opposition open up with a spinner because I think they right. find it more difficult than with pace on to, to kind of get going quickly. So I think that's mm. is a good, and it, it's often a good tactic, I think. Um, but not all spinners like bowling with that new ball, even even the, you know, the white ball that maybe, maybe loses the shine much more quickly than a red ball would. Um find it difficult to grip early doors. And I don't know whether I mean I'm sure Aksha's bold up top in IPL um on yeah. a number of occasions. But you know, all these things need to be taken into consideration.
0: Now you have that right. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I I mean, when when you look at this guy, Akshar, you get the feeling he would be up yeah. to right? Yeah. All right. Um, all in all, I mean, tomorrow starts the next T twenty A series where a different team, nearly almost a different team, led by Boomra who's coming back himself.
1: Yeah. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, no, I saw some footage mm. of him bowling in the nets and, and bowling a pretty sharp bouncer. I don't know who was at the other right. end in the nets. And I, I don't know if it's kind of the uh, protocol to, to come in and bowl a proper full pace, uh, nasty-looking bouncer, head-high bouncer, at your mate in the nets. And it looked okay. off.
0: It didn't look like 22 Stokes yards. Did it. Yeah, Stokes <laughs> did it to Root, wasn't it, when he was coming back? Oh, yeah, you might be right, yeah. All yeah. right. So, so but anyway. that's good. I mean, that's good, something I look forward to. No,
1: Absolutely, now big fan, big fan of Bumrah. I mean, there, there are so many, um, so many uh, players in the in the Indian setup who I, I just love watching. I mean, um, Richard, uh, yeah, Pant is is coming back as well. I saw a bit of footage of him playing in a kind of some sort of village game where mm-hmm. he, he just sort of stood there, no foot movement, and just whipped it off his legs for six. I think by way of a gentle introduction. But again, what a what a talent, what a player, what a phenomenal entertainer. Um, when you've got players like that and, and uh, Rohit and, and Hardik Pandya, um, yeah, it's just a, a phenomenal, an embarrassment of riches, I would say. Uh, and it's great to watch.
0: See, at least in the T20, you have a lot of people who are queuing up. So people who have done well in IPL over the years, you have yeah. uh, Ravi Bishnoi, who was yes. also by the way, in the West Indies. But then you have Sanju Samson getting more chances. shabaz yeah. Ahmed has been brought back in. Yeah. right? You don't have an Aksar Patel, but you have a shabaz Ahmed. Right? Tilak Verma, who was sort of, you know, a new guy in the team, was is now looking like a certainty yeah. in every ODI or T20 game. Yeah. Now, Arshdeep Singh is there. Mukesh Kumar yeah. has done enough. right? Prasit Krishna and Bumrah both are coming back from injury. That's yeah. a big deal. And some of these names you might be familiar if you're following the IPL. Jitesh Sharma, Rinku Singh. Mm. And of course, Washington Sundar. Yeah, yeah. Dube. all of these people are sort of getting a chance to once again show their wares right so this is a bit of i, I dare say it's a bit of a b squad as far as india are concerned avesh khan is coming back to show yeah. himself what he can do yashasvi retains his place and Ruturaj Gayakwad has been brought in as the vice captain uh-huh. sort of he's considered as a future india captain so to say in all formats yeah so he's sort of coming in sort of make he was probably going to make a debut if possible but then having said that there is a chance that the first game might be ruled out due to well, rain. It's Ireland and in summer, isn't it? <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's always a possibility. At least okay. My bad Rutras Gaikwad won't make a debut. He's been he's been playing and not many games, uh, A yeah. handful of games. But yeah. all right. Let's see how he fares. Do you think this Irish team might run the Indian team close? Um no, Balbirni has stepped down as eh? a skipper. Listen, no, the, it's Paul Sterling as a skipper.
1: Yeah, look, look, yeah you look, at, you, look, look. Paul Sterling is a, a much beloved uh, guerrilla cricket, not least because he has a, a very short uh, jingle that just goes, Paul Sterling. There's just someone shouting his name. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, we we were speaking, um, I think we had come on to talk about um, Cricket South Africa relaxing their sort of fitness standards and what have you. I love it when you see cricketers who are not, the traditional athletic shape that one might imagine, <laughs> and Paul Great. Sterling definitely falls into that category. Um, however, he he is he's another one of these entertainers on the world cricket stage. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's short in stature. He's relatively wide. He's mm. uh, o- often has a big beard. He he looks anything but uh, a world class sportsman, and yet a phenomenal eye for the ball and hitter. Mm. Um, and now captain, as, as you've said, so so Ireland do have these. Um, Individuals, I think, um, and you know, Tector and Camber and players like that, who uh, on their day can give anyone a good game, um, including the very best in the world. So, yeah, look, I'd, I'd love to see Ireland um, do well against uh, against India, and mm-hmm. um, but let's let's see, let's see what it brings. Um, obviously, they'll be second favourites because India have all that strength and depth that we've spoken about, and Ireland are still rightly or wrongly perceived as a, that kind of second tier on the international stage um so
0: yeah um as i say india will be strong favorites but you never know with ireland look they have a point to prove i think ireland simply because they were they were not as good as they could have been in that qualifier in zimbabwe mm. right so they'll have a point or two to prove so it's it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting game uh, or interesting series weather permitting but yeah. before we leave ireland completely uh, the irish women's team is touring the netherlands Yep. they have beaten them in all three so it was a short tour Yeah, and it was it was played in Amstelveen not very far from where I live yes. I couldn't go really watch any of the games because it was T20 played during the day mostly on yep. work days yep. uh, Monday, Wednesday and Thursday but um, you know I think it's been a good learning experience as far as the Dutch team are concerned because yep. they have gotten on from strength to strength they yep. had their highest score uh, in the third game but then that was still you no, know, not enough to challenge the Irish women. But is that the it, one that's it, just just finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just finished. I mean, well, yeah. the Dutch team. You would think they had one half-century maker today, even though she took right. she took almost of ten hours. But uh, that's a good score, you know, one twenty plus in a T20 is not a bad score. They almost got there. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: and look, it's, it's not a, it's not a series I've been following particularly closely. I'll, I'll be honest, but um, you know, any time uh, you see a, a team come through on the international stage, uh, you, you do need that experience, you need that exposure to those to, to the best teams if you're ever going to get there. You know, and we've seen it in the men's game over the years with Afghanistan coming through, and with Ireland mm. coming through, and with the Netherlands coming through. Scotland coming through, and now you know UAE or Nepal or whoever it is. You 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 do need as a team. You never you're never going. You can't improve unless you play those better. You know, back in my uh, teens, I used to play a lot of squash, for example, and um, you you notice it when you play someone who's a bit better than you. You really notice it, but it improves you as well. It drags you up. If you only ever play people who are your level, that's only as good as you're going to be. So um, I think this, the same is true in, um, in in cricket. And so good luck to Netherlands women's team. Um, yes, been soundly beaten in this series by uh, Ireland women, who presumably have a bit more experience. But, um, you know, all good and all good
0: experience and all moving in the right direction, hopefully, for them. Absolutely. So before we completely move away from live games, well, there was a T20 today between New Zealand and UAE, which yeah. finished literally minutes before we started this recording, yeah. So And I heard you were away. Well, we we've been at, we've been at the theatre this afternoon,
1: so literally locked away in the dark, mm. and um, uh, in in London's swanky West End. So right. no, I did I did come out to a couple of messages just saying, oh, you know, UAE running New
0: Zealand close here, but yeah, you you had more of a, a sight of it, actually, So you you talk away on that. Well, it was a tighter game than at least New Zealand would have wanted. Batting first, they never really got completely going. Once Team's effort yeah. was out, yeah. so it took some workmen like you know, um, innings from Chapman and then Nisham and yeah. towards the end, Cole McConchie and Rachin Ravindra really got New Zealand that additional 20 runs, which gave which gave them that buffer of confidence. They yeah. totaled 155 for six. Yeah. Then I think the spinners of UAE did a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, when it came their turn to bat, they didn't they got off to a terrible start. Right. Yeah. By the way, I think both teams lost a wicket of the first ball of the innings, if I'm not wrong. That, Interesting. That could be a record. But yeah. they lost their big hitter, UAE Mohammad Wasim, who was also the captain. Mm-hmm. But then Aryan Sharma, his partner, uh, scored 60 or 43 balls, and all he needed was another 20 to keep company. He had a bunch of teens. So yeah. the, right through the middle order, there was a bunch of teens. Nobody could add that another 10 runs extra to their own score and stay with him for two or three more overs if that's what it meant yep. right yeah depth and the experience that New Zealand carry saw them through so a yep. couple of big things Saudi took a five four by the way he finished the innings off at the end took a Another phenomenal four. player yeah yeah <laughs> but then Kyle Jamieson is back so that's yes big. and he looked as confident as ever bowling excellent that's good news and I think again their spinners um, were pretty good Santner Cole McConchie and Rajin Ravindra. So, yeah. you saw that, you know, Jimmy Nisham lost the plot a little bit in his third over, but he was very, very economical. So, yeah. I mean, that 20-run difference, that at the end. So, they lost all their big hitters towards the 16th over. And from then, UA tried their best. But it was yeah. clear they were not going to win. But they ran they ran New Zealand much closer than New Zealand would have appreciated. Frankly.
1: Well, it's, it's what we were saying before about experience. Now, look, it's a game of cricket. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not down to experience. You know, one team's got to win, one team's got to lose. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But you kind of think what you were saying there, just that the additional 20 runs, runs—that re- it's, it's kind of a reading of the game. You know, if you've got, you've got um, someone who's in who's got 50 or, or near thereabouts, and just that ability to keep the scoreboard moving while supporting your partner who's in, in order to get you close, take the game deep and all that good stuff, mm. that, that sometimes does come with experience. And uh, perhaps... You know, if, if, if uh if UE had, had had a bit more of that sort of game craft, if you want to call it that, mm. they might have taken they might have just uh, taken it closer. But I didn't see the game, as I say, I was I was in the theatre, but uh uh again, all good. And 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 what you were saying there about Kyle Jameson, another another stellar performer who um I'm very glad to to see him coming back. He's a frightening specimen, six foot eight or something. Mm. And uh doesn't doesn't bowl as quick as a man of that size and height might do but he's sort of nagging and accurate and i think a a, a really if they can keep him fit he's he's really good uh, been a good find for for new zealand over the last few years so yeah good to see him back
0: i think he can win test matches i mean he also bowls yeah. what i would uh, what i would think is a very heavy ball Right. With all yes. that ba- mass behind the ball. Yes. So, yeah, let's see how that goes. But I think this might still end up being a very interesting series if you're a cricket fan in general. Mm. So something you might want to look forward to. So let's see how that pans out. Yeah. So now those are all the games. But I think there is a bunch of interesting topics to discuss. Sure. So let's start with England, where yeah. uh, an interesting person has been persuaded to come <laughs> back into the fold. ODI fold, that is so let's start right there so was yeah. it any surprise that uh, stokes unretired just in time for the world cup it was a
1: surprise to me yeah and i i was watching a bit of a 100 game the other day um, with birmingham phoenix who and uh, ali is the captain and, and the mm-hmm. interviewer asked him well stokes asked you to come back out of retirement for the ashes is, is this is just him returning the favor <laughs> you know for the world cup he said oh, i don't know about that but either way <laughs> i was i was really i was really surprised Ajit, i have to say um In fact, I'd go further than that. I think it's I think it's ludicrous. I think it's nuts. Um, You know, Ben Stokes is so important to this revolution that's that's taken place in English test cricket. And I don't like using the B word, but, you know, the way that England play now, the way England play test cricket. And he's so important for that. We again, we spoke earlier in this conversation about the importance of captains. And you pick your best 11, and then you pick a captain. I think Ben Stokes is almost worth his place in the England test team on his captaincy alone. You know, mm. we, we, know, we know he certainly can't bowl at the moment. Um, his batting is often very, uh, very important, of course. But he's almost worth his place just as a captain because he's he, he just embodies that spirit and that strategy that, that England are Um are pursuing now in a really clear fashion, and whether you agree with everything that happens or not, you know you can't argue with the clarity of their thinking. Um, and he and McCullum have have done that together. So he's incredibly important for the England Test team.
0: Mm.
1: With respect to him and and what he's done in previous years, which has been nothing short of miraculous on occasion, he is not that for the ODI team. You know, if it, let's say he's he's ninety percent of of England's Test team. Character, personality, and and um, and importance. There, he's probably five mm. percent in terms of the ODI team, um, and I just don't think it's necessary. I I I know he's got the most incredible pedigree. He's he he won England the World Cup final, um, not single handedly, but he was certainly man of the match in 2019. He won England the um the the recent T20 mm-hmm. uh, World Cup. Such right. a cool he- such a cool head in those run chases. Um, He is an incredible player, cricketer, man. And, you know, I have nothing but respect for all of that. However, I want him as the England test captain and I want him to do that for as long as he is able to do it. And I don't think that going back to the one day setup is going to help his longevity in terms of tests. Um, He's always carrying about 12 injuries. Mm. So take your pick. You know, he could have gone and had his knee looked at, um, which he urgently needs to do. But he's always carrying... Yeah, as I say, about twelve altogether. It seems to me. Mm. I just don't think it's the right thing to do, particularly when you've got. So particularly if you think, uh, and I've heard this said from the England camp that they're not going to. We're assuming he's not going to bowl in in the one day setup. If he mm-hmm. if he was fully fit, fully firing, and you think we've got we've got he's fully fledged uh, all rounder in there, then maybe you could understand it. If, as we are hearing, he's only being picked as a as a batter, then I just don't think it's worth it. Um, in terms of what we could lose from, from the test team, particularly when you've got the likes of Harry Brook waiting in the wings, who hasn't made that squad, which seems yeah. not just to me, but to, to many people to be a, uh, unthinkable, really. He, he, he is England's new generational all-format player, Harry Brook. Right. Um, and for him not to be in that one-day setup, and he would have been, wouldn't he, if Stokes hadn't been. Persuaded out of retirement, um, it seems ludicrous. And also, Ben Duckett's not there. Jofra Archer's not there, but he's a different kettle of fish. He's he's just always um, injured, unfortunately for him. Most unlucky man in world cricket. Um, so yeah, uh, Stokes is going to come back. So yes, I was. That's a very long-winded answer to say yes. I was very surprised, but I think it's absolutely nuts.
0: No, but you've already summarised most of the points that I was going to ask you about. So that's all right. Look, first of all, I was going to ask you, is it purely his temperament? that they want in that 11 clearly it's that right it's not his firepower alone but that temperament he's won three finals almost right simply by himself by being calm by knowing that you know he'll get the big runs when he has to right he yeah he's he's
1: incredible he's 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 a sort of once in a lifetime cricketer um but just yeah for me at this stage of his career when his well clearly his focus was test cricket because he'd retired from the other forms uh, of the game um Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing we want to focus on. I, I just think for him personally and for English cricket, and I'm a bit selfish because I want the England test team to be successful above all else. Right. Um, of course, it's nice to be world champions. I would never belittle that at all. But I, I don't think that we're increasing our chances of winning the World Cup by having him in that 15 over and above Harry Brook, for example. Uh, and that sounds ungrateful because, as you've said there, Stokes is, you know, untouchable. He's a one-off, he's unique. But I don't think... Um, I don't, yeah, it's just not not a risk worth taking. And then you've got other you've got other sort of controversial picks who are also in the squad, uh, Jason Roy, who's not been in the greatest of form probably for two years, two and a half years. Right. Uh, David Milan, who who always seems to be a sort of unglamorous player, but always but when you watch important him, and he, he, important. He was he was uh, the top rated T20 international batter for for ages. Actually, when people mm-hmm. were saying, "Oh, we should get rid of him," we should get rid because the way he looks and the way he bats, and he's not all you know big shots etc but he was that for a long time so he, i can sort of understand that jason roy i think is a bit lucky to be there um harry brook is very unlucky not to be there and stokes yeah i'll say it one more time
0: nuts <laughs> no but when you look at this 11 right or this 15 who yeah. would you have replaced to give harry brook a chance david malan but that's that's a very short sighted move liam livingston who can bowl this uh whatever all sorts of variety <laughs> yeah. spin. Moe yeah. Ali who gives you that certain kind of... You know, he's a starter for me, as long as you play in Asian conditions, right? Mm. And then those are the three people. See, Jason Roy is still done enough to retain his place. Joe Root has made his way back to the ODA squad and it would be a silly thing to drop him. Right? Yeah. And of course, the rest of them, they sort of pick themselves. Josh Butler or, you know, Sam yeah. Curran. And then, of course, there is another name. So, I saw David Willey... In the squad, it looks yeah. like, you know, when when Archer got picked ahead of David Willey in the previous World Cup, I think mm. Willey was not happy. But no, then apparently, yeah, he was, very, un-
1: yeah. Huh? He's, he's, he he's was very unlucky, very unlucky because
0: he'd, be, he'd been with that, that team
1: and that squad all the way through all the preparation. And then Archer was sort of fast tracked in, mm-hmm. rightly so, because, again, incredible talent. You don't, you don't very often get cricketers like him come along. Right. um and, and david willie was the unfortunate he, he, again he, he might be one of the unluckier cricketers around david willie uh, so not even part of that squad but it's interesting uh Ajit, when you look at the the 15 that have been announced um mm. to, to play a series against new zealand uh in, in the next few weeks but also that that barring injury is going to be the 15 that we take to the world cup in in october right um nine of the 15 were in the squad in 2019 yeah. So that's that speaks of quite a good continuity. Um. So the the six that weren't in 2019 squabs, David Williams, you mentioned there; mm-hmm. uh, Reese Topley, Milan Livingston, you mentioned Sam Curran. Yeah. Uh, his his brother Tom was in the last the last one, but uh, Sam wasn't. Yeah. And uh, and Gus Atkinson, um, so a young quick bowler from Surrey. Mm-hmm. Um. So those are the, those are the six, the ones to miss out, just for good order. Um. Sorry, the ones that weren't there from last time: Morgan Archer, uh, Plunkett. Current Vince and Dawson, but anyway, yeah. Apart from, so we've kept we've kept the core of that that team, which is which is a good thing. I, I don't think we are quite as um, we we peaked at exactly the right time for twenty nineteen uh, under under Owen Morgan, and we were finally tuned. You know, we beat everyone. We were number one in the rankings. We were favourite going into the tournament, and yeah, the, the final was the final. Everyone knows what happened there. Right. Uh, it was incredibly incredibly close, but got the job done uh, i don't think england are by any means shouldn't be at least i mean we're one of the favorites but we're not as clear favorites as certainly we were four years ago um, and it being played in india um mm. is is another there's another factor so um but sorry back to you the question that i think you, you started with who are you going to leave out if you're picking harry Brook? i mean i would yeah. just make way for harry Brook. he he really is this generational talent he is an all-format player he's incredibly lucky not to be in uh, i mean the the most straightforward thing to do was would be not to ask
0: stokes back <laughs> no nah, i mean they want his they want his calm composure the temperament as we said right yeah they don't care he doesn't bowl even maybe him being on the field is enough him talking maybe that leadership in him right the leader of the team is butler but then there'll always be seen a statesman who would have a word or oh, two Oh, completely yeah right? maybe it's just oh, completely. that but then to finish off Gus Atkinson, yeah. what can this lad do Apparently he can bowl ninety-five mph. There's also wood.
1: He can. Well, I've have seen him. I live um I live about four or five stops up there on the on the uh, <laughs> under on the underground away from the oval. So um I've seen Atkinson in county cricket a few times. Um yeah he's 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 raw he's tall he's pacey. Mm. Um we're we're always looking for the next big thing be that that mystery spinner which we don't find too often in uh, in England, mm. um or 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 um. Or, you know, left-armers like Reece Topley. That's probably why he's in the squad, uh, for that different angle. Um, or extreme pace, um, which mm. we have had in recent times with with Archer and, and Wood, who's uh, who's in the squad again. Mm. And who we saw in, uh, to great effect in the test series, by the way, bowling 95, 96 miles an hour. In that Absolutely. first test back, that he came back, he was back to 89 miles an hour in the third one he played, but that's a different thing. Um, and, and that's why I guess they've gone with Atkinson. Um, so, yeah... It, Let's let's see. Um, I suspect that he is there as cover at the moment, mm. but he'll get he'll get a chance in that New Zealand series. See what he, he can do, and you know you can always force your way in at this late stage. Um, Absolutely, that's what Archer did previously, right? So uh, it's still possible. I think I think I think Archer was always destined to play. I think he he was identified in even in the the count. You know, when he was playing games for Sussex, as mm. we need to get this lad in. He is exceptional. He's world-class. He's kind of ready-made to just get him in. And I think that he was always he was always going to be in. And, you know, poor old David Willey was the one to miss out. But I, I, <laughs> different, different kettle of fish with Atkinson. I think he's there more as a squad member. I think
0: Archer was always, you know, straight into that 11. Mm. Now then, the other yep. big topic for me mm-hmm. is South Africa news. related. Mm-hmm. So one is uh, they have announced a squad that contains yep. Devil Bruis yeah who will be in both you know the t20 and the one day squads yep. that's you know will play australia so anyway whenever south africa play australia it's always a lot of sparks so if you are a cricket yep. fan you look forward to it Definitely, but yeah. this is sort of a foot forward so maharaj is back Tabresh shamsi will be in the squad and yep. beyond for time the sort of spinners you'll have you know spinners there yeah but then when you look at the t20 and the odi squad you see th- they are sort of evolving towards where they want to be going to the world cup as well yeah, right. So, for you, first of all, any any surprises in the squad or more or less? I, I
1: haven't really examined the whole squad, Adjit, if I'm honest. But uh, I did, mm. um, I did note um, Duval Brevis' inclusion, and I think uh, I think that's right. You know, you've got, a, you've got a kid who he was the player of the tournament, wasn't he, in the under nineteen World Cup last year? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Scored over 500 runs, scored two centuries, scored three further 50s um he's it, sometimes when when you arrive uh on, on the sort of the big stage if you like you're compared to people who've gone before and he's got the rather unfortunate comparison with ab davilius oh, yeah. baby baby ab or 360 junior or whatever we're calling him which <laughs> um which it's quite funny but it's you know it, it's it won't be helpful for. i'm sure he rolls his eyes when he hears those things but hey he, he looks like a confident kid to me so i'm sure he's he's got broad enough shoulders to um to 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 take all that expectation and and why not you know if you if you're good enough you're old enough
0: um, mm.
1: I think uh, it, it'll be ex- really exciting I think um, again if we look back to the last World Cup South Africa massively underperformed here in England um, I think they had to play England in the first game which was never going to be easy England beat them fairly comfortably mm. I think they were I think they were scuppered by the weather once or twice uh, and went out you know it was, it was just a limp World Cup for South Africa and I, I think you know, um, a sort of a marquee uh, draft into into their World Cup squad like Brevis is or could be. Um, maybe they're, they're on the up and up, South Africa. Um, you mentioned Keshav Maharaj there, another of my favourite cricketers. I'm really pleased to he- see him coming back. And he, he had a awful injury, didn't he? Achilles
0: rupture or something. Absolutely. I mean, that those are, you never know when it'll go. But if it goes, you're for a while. No, exactly. I mean, when you get that, particularly
1: at his stage of the career, that could be Mm. career-ending for sure. So, uh, and apparently he's recovered much more quickly than people thought he was going to. So, yeah, he's in contention for that World Cup squad. So, I'd I'd be delighted to see him there. Um, But you know, good luck to Duval, unless he comes up against England, of course. In which case, uh,
0: bad luck. Yeah, Uh, Gus Atkinson (laughs) will sort him out. But look, (laughs) yeah, for me, uh, there are a couple of other new people. So there Mm. are this Matthew Bridgeka and. uh, Donovan Ferreira, both are sort of top-order covers, Yeah. Right? And then you have a lot of, um, let's say, good, good and tried and tested yeah. good-order and top-order batsmen there, Temba Bovuma himself, Aiden Makram. The T20 yeah. squad looks solid. Mm. So, Temba has been picked in the T20 squad again, and Temba leads the ODI squad. So, they have a much longer ODI squad where you'll have the likes of David Miller, right? Yeah also Heinrich Narkia, all of these people who have not found this place in the treatment day squad because yep. they're sort of now focusing on the longer format, right? Because the World yeah. Cup is not very far away. So Heinrich and all of these people are sort of being saved for the yep. longer format and to give give their best. So people like Wayne Parnell who've played in yep. India, so Tristan Stubbs and even um, Deval Brevis have already seen some action in the IPL, right? Mm. So these are all people, you know, they, they have some pedigree there and some... Uh, they've set some expectations, so let's see if you know they'll come good. Yeah, it's.
1: I was just going to say, you know, I was just going to say, it's it, it's it's a World Cup. You want to see the best players play at their best. So when when you get new big stars emerge, like like uh, Brevis, for example, you kind of you just want to see him strike yeah. stuff, do what he can do, show the world what
0: he can do, and that makes it exciting for everyone. So yeah, all all power to him. Absolutely, but then, for me, the more important story was, well, they have sort of relaxed. Uh, some of their stringent rules on whom they'll pick or not based on fitness. Oh, yeah. So from that perspective, any thoughts?
1: I just thought it was a it was a real it was a real mess last year when they didn't pick um Danny Van Niekirk, Lizelle Lee yeah. and Susanda yeah. Nagala uh, Magala. Um uh you know th- these are rules that, that they have invented for themselves and it meant that they're not picking two or three of their best players to go to that at that women's um, mm. tournament, and um, I mean, I just think, as I said to you earlier on, one of the things I love about cricket, best game in the world, is that it can accommodate all different types of of people. What, I mean, let's let's have a look, for example, at England's Test mm. match openers in the men's game at the moment. You've got Zach Crawley, who looks like some big, lanky, yep. goofy school kid who's just happy to be there. He's, what is yep. he, about six foot seven? Absolute monster, but with the face of a, mm. of a young child. And then you've got uh, little squat, um, dog-faced mm. Ben Duckett next to him. They look like two completely different species right. of human being uh, and everything in between. You know, so I love it. I mean, God forbid that um, Rakeem yep. Cornwall ever... Um, had to go through the South African um, stringent fitness standards in order to get a game. Well, he'd never no. be picked, would he? But, uh, but I just love I love it. I love it that our game, you can see a guy, what is he, 22, mm. 23 stone, doing the business and, do, and doing it as well as someone of half his size. I think that is somewhat magical and brilliant. So, yeah, I, I think um, Cricket South Africa last year probably thought oh, – We've sort of uh, we've cut off our nose despite yeah. our face here we've set these rules these three individuals have have not met those standards so therefore by our rules we can't pick them but you know fanika Liselle Lee and, and Aguilar, you know these these are world-class mm. performers and you've got to think I mean, yeah I'm, I just
0: the whole thing just smacks of an absolute mess really look they set a rule and see, it's also unfair if yeah you've set a rule and there are people who have worked hard to meet it, right? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Denefa Neekirk was actually very unlucky because she was returning from an injury and it was not going to be easy. That was it, But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. it's fair only in terms of you actually having set those rules and given the people time to achieve those, you know, those benchmarks. It's not like yeah. tomorrow you get up and you have to achieve it. That will yeah. not be possible. But then if you work up to it yeah. and you achieve it, and then that's what, that's that was the problem. Apparently, she it was the fastest she had she had ever run, but it was still not good enough, right? So that's See, the problem. Yeah. But then, yeah. every team has it, and especially people like you know South Asian teams like India, and Pakistan are now sticking to it. Yeah. They're saying, "Well, you got to ship up or ship out."
1: Yeah, and, and because the other side of it, isn't it? Is is that this is this is elite sport we're talking about? We you know we're exactly. not we're not we're not talking about a nice sort of hit and giggle village cricket give, yeah. everyone, give everyone a game this is elite sport you've got to be picking your best players however mm-hmm. sometimes and I know these are sort of outliers your best players aren't always those who are going to achieve those standards those fitness standards um, so it seems to me that they've prioritised something that is not as important to elite performance as other considerations mm. you know how far, how far you're hitting Correct. the ball in the nets, or how, how well are you bowling, or whatever it might be, um, might. I understand that fitness is a contributing mm-hmm. factor, but to make it the kind of the be-all and end-all. But no, I totally get your point. Um, if you're if you're one of the other squad members who who has achieved those standards, and suddenly you're overlooked for someone who hasn't, then there's a whole wasp's nest.
0: There. That's not a good look. It doesn't look good either. Absolutely, it'll it'll very clearly feel like. That those are two different standards, right? So anyway, I think yeah. Yeah. so. this is also a very nuanced point simply because every team, every country has to make this decision for themselves. What applies to India yeah. may not apply to South Africa, may not, apply, may not apply to Pakistan, may not apply to Australia, and so on. So it has to be decided on their own and mm. what might apply to a men's team might not apply to a women's team. I mean, call me whatever you want, but mm. there are differences uh, in the way the bodies of the two sexes are shaped. But let's not go there.
1: Yeah, but no, no, we don't have to go there. But but what you would say is that there there is a particular standard that applies to a particular women's team or mm-hmm. a particular men's team, and everyone in that setup has to Pretty conform much. to that. That that's 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 the issue, isn't it? Um, so uh, yeah, I, I just think it was, and you're right. You know, all teams will have them. It's just that South Africa, for whatever reason, uh, well, for for those high-profile cases mm-hmm. where, where they missed out, um, it became really public, and then it looked like they really mismanaged it like that's what it, that's how i took it anyway uh, an, unfo- an unfortunate situation but it's it sort of makes you chuckle now to see they've relaxed those fitness standards what across the board or just in certain cases you know it's, it, i think you just need to have some element of mystery in terms of you don't, you don't have to tell mm-hmm. the public everything like we're picking what we think is the best team it's an elite team we are the judges of that you've appointed us the judges of that we're a selection committee or whatever we will we will factor in all the right factors and the right priorities and we will pick a squad based on that uh, the best squad we can put on the pitch there's no doubt however that they they scuppered themselves and they didn't put the best squad together so there we are
0: No, i mean sometimes i think the modern the modern habit of questioning everything and having everything sort of being equal at all times can in itself be you know you're sort of whatever you said you break your own legs without noticing it yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's the thing. Elite sport is by its very definition, mm. not fair.
1: You know, picking Joffrey Archer over David Willey yeah. was not fair, but it was the right thing to do exactly. for that squad. But that's the nature of elite sport, I'm afraid.
0: It seems like maybe they'll take it with a bit more, uh, you know, pinch of or a bucket of salt or whatever, their own rules, and they'll make <laughs> the right decisions when it needs yeah. to be made. I don't know if there's enough time to persuade the Necker back into the fold, but we hope she... And same for Lisa Lee, by the way. Yeah, but let's see if yep. you know this is possible. All right, those were uh, some of the main news, but then there are a bunch of small news. So Hasaranga retired from Test cricket <laughs> to try and prolong his limited yes. off international career. But any surprises for you there?
1: Um, well, look, I mean, he's he's retired from Test cricket. He's only yeah. played four games, <laughs> so Taking let's, let's not get too excited. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, uh, averaging yep. over a hundred, I think. Um, he did. He did score one fifty, I think. Uh, he's he's twenty six years. Look, there's no doubt he's a he's a he's a very um, he's a he's a very competent. He's better than competent. He's a good cricketer. You know, he's he's a hard hard hitter, isn't he? Um, he's a, he's a leg spin bowler. Always fun. Um, I read I read that he he took a hat trick on his ODI debut as well, didn't he? Against really? okay. Zimbabwe. I
0: can't remember. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Only. Now, so I've done some research here, Ajit. Do you want to know? He's one of mm-hmm. only four bowlers to take a hat trick on their ODI debut. Okay. The others: uh, Tajul Islam, mm-hmm. Islam for Bangladesh against uh, Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. 2014. He's the first one to do it. Then um, Rabada, 2015. Uh, his was a good one, by the way, because he got Tamim Littendass oh, wow. and Mamadullah. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty good hat trick. Uh, yeah. then hasaranga himself did it in 2017 and then uh, the only other person to do it uh, another sri lankan um Shehan okay. M- uh, Madushanka did, it in tw- did it in 2018 relatively new, then. Uh, so he's well yeah all the last what's that all the last nine years yeah um Marashanka's is mm-hmm. an interesting story because um <laughs> so he comes makes his debut he takes a hat trick and then he doesn't play again that's the only what, ODI uh, he's ever played. What
0: did he do? Maybe Man. he did something that yeah. will not be mentioned. No idea. Still <laughs>
1: right. I don't know. Yeah, mystifying. But there's are still thousands of years. Anyway, you know so Hasaranga, um, he did that back in twenty seventeen. Um so yeah, he's clearly and, and he's he's focusing on um on franchise cricket. Can't blame mm-hmm. anyone for doing that these days. He's gotta make a living and 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 squeeze everything out of it. He's twenty six, he's still relatively young, so he's got a good few years in the tank, you would think. Um, if you look at his T twenty stats, so not just his international stats, but his T twenty stats overall. Um, as a bowler, he goes for under seven and over, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And as a batter, he strikes at oh, over one forty, um, which again, so he's in, he's definitely in credit. By the way, Ajit, since we're on that, wouldn't it be a good idea to standardize those two measures? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a better idea to say, as a bowler, he uh, his his economy rate is mm. one hundred and ten.
0: Yeah. in the same way that yeah. strike rate yeah. is one hundred and forty were.
1: Why did Why did we do that? Why do we do that? Would just be nah, easier for everyone. I think everyone, they just
0: invented it one way and then they stuck to it. They didn't think too much about it. But now is a yeah, time. But it,
1: it, would it would make be, sense. It would be yes. easy to convert, wouldn't it? And if we're talking about attracting new people in, more people and making things accessible, there's an example of you know where it's not currently accessible. That's and a it good could one. Be more That's a pretty so,
0: good one. I agree. Right, let's put that forward to the ICC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please tweet it at ICC and then let's see if they pick up the, it's not just ICC, I think it's individual boards, it starts right from, you know, 100 could actually introduce it, ECB would buy into it, eventually one of the bigger boards would buy into it, then ICC would say, yeah, why not, right, that's yeah. the way to go about it, I would say.
1: Right, okay, I'm going to target all of those bodies and we'll do Perfect. it. Anyway, the point, The point. so he, he goes under 7 and over in T20 cricket as a bowler, he strikes over 140, so even I can work out, he's you know, he's in credit. <laughs> if you know what i mean pretty so he's, he's he's a very good performer and um is hasaranga and yeah let's see where he turns up i'm sure he'll he'll turn up in lots of franchises around the world and he'll
0: be uh he'll be he'll be good to watch as he always is pretty much now the next one is a more serious one where there's no coming back at least vahabrias has called it today in international cricket he'll play yeah. some more uh Franchise cricket, one or two more years at least. Is that an unfulfilled career for you or did he squeeze out the most of what he could have?
1: I, I think it is a little bit unfulfilled, you know. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Wahab Riaz. Um, mm. We we covered we covered a really excellent series, a test match series between England and Pakistan back in 2016 on on guerrilla cricket. Mm. Um, I think it finished two two. It was a really exciting series. It was Misbahul Haq was the captain. Yeah. Um, towards towards the end of his career, I think um, I think Eunice Khan was was coming towards the end of his career. We had Wahab Riaz, Sohail Khan, um, Yasir Shah. Uh, really really good series it was the one where there was some fitness doubts talking about fitness uh, over oh, yeah. over misbah and he got a century at lords and then did 10 which press was... ups or something yeah, yeah which yeah, was just yeah. hilarious it was a brilliant series absolutely loved it and wahab was a big part of that the the other reason um sort of gorilla related reason uh, i really love him is he's got a great jingle on gorilla so i don't know if you remember the amy winehouse song rehab oh yeah 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 right yeah. so right so, so there's a jingle I mean, instead of rehab it's wahab um so That's really lo- lovely lovely memories and um yeah it's just a, a great um, performer to watch left-arm quick um uh and he uh he seems to like playing at the oval by the way that, that sort of ill-fated series if you like back in 2010 when Pakistan toured England oh yeah um he, he i think it was his debut on on that tour at the oval he got a fiver on debut and then in that 2016 series um he did he, i think he ran out chris wokes and then he bowled johnny bairstow possibly in consecutive balls <laughs> um, oh and, and and then was ejected out of the attack for running on the pitch so you know yeah, i think yeah. that that short spell in in that uh in, in that phase at the oval probably sums his career up you know a bit of brilliance in the field uh, an amazing delivery to, to to castle johnny bairstow and then and then out of the attack uh so I, to answer your question i think it probably is a bit of a career unfulfilled um, I haven't got his stats in terms of how many games he played. You might have them there. But he, he, mm. you kind of think, yeah, he, he just for the, you know, a, a lot of talent there. And for whatever reason, I'm sure he had his injury problems as well. Uh, didn't, never made himself a, a long-term fixture in that team. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, but look, But the, the reality is that he's not played uh, an international game since 2020. So... Yeah again
0: to, to say oh, i'm retiring it's this it can't be that surprising no it um, makes sense it yeah. makes sense i think uh, it we all expected he would just fade into the light yeah uh, fade into the evening not the light he would just simply <laughs> fade into the evening and then everybody would forget him like ichan sharma will one day right so yeah. rather than calling it time but okay nice of him to have called time and uh, we wish him all the best uh, but i've got some great
1: some great memories yeah i wish him all the best absolutely uh, very as i say i've got a real soft spot i'm really quite fond of him as a cricketer um some great memories uh, particularly those moments against england that i mentioned
0: there and uh yeah pretty best much of luck. so the last one is uh, not nice news basically it's marlon samuels has been found guilty of breaching anti-corruption laws oh, i mean
1: yeah.
0: it apparently happened in 2019 and yeah. he was charged in 2021 and maybe it was the Corona period, but the decision has finally come. Yeah. So, But would you think, would you think, are you surprised by that or? No, not particularly. Marlon Samuels is the sort of character who
1: just seems to attract trouble and controversy, whatever he's doing. Hmm. And and it's part of what makes him interesting as a cricketer and as a person, I suppose. But um, am I surprised? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, i'm more thinking what it means for him going forward right
1: i suppose we need to let whatever procedures are going to happen happen um he's gonna there's gonna be some hearing i guess um the charges look relatively i mean the, if, if you look at the charges it's all it's all you know worded in quite a legalese mm. language isn't it it's kind of you know not informing The relevant authorities that he was made an approach or not declaring a certain amount of money when it all sounds quite dodgy and like it's all stuff happening behind closed doors um it sounds like he's taken some payments that he should have at least declared it sounds like yeah you know he's someone's approached him with something that he should have declared which he didn't Uh, but again we've got to see what happens in, in in due course um but and you can't prejudge any of these things, of course. But am I surprised that Marlon Samuel's has, finds himself in this situation? No, because he's uh, he's sort of got <laughs> he's got history, hasn't he? These,
0: yeah, con- that's controversy, the Controversy.
1: Uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a fiery, wildly talented cricketer. By the way, mm. um, I mean, they talk about unfulfilled careers. There's there's another one. Um, he, he definitely won his country the World Cup. Or his team, team, the world cup
0: twice. He was a man of the final twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, we will see what we will see out of that. Ajit. Um,
0: but, uh, trouble does seem to follow him around, should we say? Well, not without reason, potentially, <laughs> but uh, all right, let's see how that goes. But nonetheless, thanks a lot for a nice long and, uh, what, what I would call as a very in-depth chat. I really, really loved that. Yeah. And, uh, I have a feeling, so would our, so would our listeners.
1: Good. Well, yeah. I mean, you just—if you find anything of interest in there, uh, and you want to write to Ajit and uh, tell him what you think, then uh, then do that. But it's been uh, it's been a joy to, to chat away. And thanks for letting me, wang on for ages and ages about cricket, which is uh, one of my favourite pastimes to do. <laughs> so.
0: Well, I knew it. So <laughs> I knew I had the right man for the job. God bless you. Just that we are Test match fans, yep. and we know that why should we be. Uh, Let's say short in our uh, thoughts. So it's all right. <laughs> sure. No. Nonetheless, uh, would you like to plug any of your uh, maybe links, maybe where you're available online?
1: Well, you can find me on uh, what used to be called Twitter <laughs> um, at, at Grubby78. Um, uh, you can find me on Gorilla Cricket. Uh, those of you who don't know, Gorilla Cricket is a, an independent alternative cricket commentary service. Uh, so that's G U E 1 R. I double L a guerrilla cricket. You can find us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and our very own website. And you can listen to, us. we cover all of England's games and many other games as well. So if you like radio commentary, that has a bit of, uh, a bit of fun, a bit of intrigue, a bit of, you know, we're not scared to argue with each each other, uh, but we all have, we Mm. all love cricket. So if that's, if that sounds like you, then um, seek us out. Um, but otherwise, you know, just delighted to be able to commune over the airwaves with um, people who have a shared passion and interest in, in cricket, which, as I may have mentioned, it's the best game in the world, isn't it? Well, only about four times, but uh, <laughs> it bears repeating. Indeed, yeah. No. All right. Thanks for having me on, Ajit. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting
0: me. And thank you for accepting and uh, making it. And it was absolutely my pleasure as well. We wish all our listeners a good day wherever, wherever they may be listening from. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do it again, Ravi. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.